0: I'm Kelsey Hojera, Holistic Dietitian, and your host of the Faith Over Food podcast. The show is for the crunchy women who are tired of the conventional food and medical system. We'll be diving into all things holistic nutrition, herbal medicine, balancing gut and hormone health, women in business, and more. God is number one in my life, so be prepared for the messages of inspiration and arm shells to sneak up. Thanks for being here. Hello, and happy new year. Oh, I am in a little bit of an emotional state right now. I just looked back at the dashboard, which shows all the episodes that have been recorded and ranks them. And the two that are ranked the highest is my testimony and then the love of Jesus one, which, oh, that just makes me so happy. Um, A big reason why I shifted my podcast name. So I don't know if you all know this, but this podcast used to be called Food and Fitness with Kelsey. And then I got sick, Um, I wasn't recording anymore, and I kept the same platform, but then I switched it over to Faith Over Food podcast after God told me to. And I really wanted a platform to openly talk about my love for God and help share the gospel with others and get them closer to God while still diving into wellness topics that I really enjoy. And the fact that that's the second ranked, the one about Jesus Just makes me so happy. I appreciate you for being here so much, so thank you. And I'm very sorry, I meant to tell you all that I was gonna be taking um, the past two weeks off. I forgot though, so I am very sorry about that. As always, I'm gonna be very upfront with you guys. The past month, I have not been doing a great job. Just with like taking care of myself, I've been eating a lot more gluten than usual, which um, if you don't know, I have a gluten intolerance and I do really well with einkorn flour and with sourdough. But outside of that, I try to limit my gluten intake and I haven't been doing a good job with that. I've been drinking a lot more than usual um, and I just am so ready for the new year. I love the new year. Um, You know, I know that the idea of the new year can be rooted in some, I guess, pagan rituals, which I don't know enough to dive into that. And that's not the point of today's podcast. Um, The point of today's podcast is we're going to talk about um, 10 New Year's resolutions, do's and don'ts. So it'll be five do's and five don'ts. Um, But I just want to talk really quickly about why I love the new year in my sense of what I do. Um, I think I started doing this Mm, it was my, during my internship. So I don't know how long ago that was, maybe like four years ago. um, I really had a goal to, I had gained, I think about like 25, 30 pounds. um, And I really had a goal to lose that weight. And in prior years, I had tried fad dieting every time I was upset with the way my body looked. And this, that year in particular, I was like, I'm not going to fad diet. I'm really going to work on making healthy habits Um, I'm going to get to the gym consistently. And I like sat down and wrote down what I wanted, what my goal was. Um, I set myself a a weight goal, which I don't necessarily recommend that you do that now. If you do, that's fine, but you don't have to. Um, But I sat down and I was like, okay, I want to lose this weight. What are the daily habits that I need to be doing to help me get there? And um, I wasn't restrictive. I, you know... I still ate all my favorite foods. I still drink beer. Um, I'm a big craft beer drinker, if you don't know that, which does have gluten in it. I don't care. It's fine. Um, I was a big craft beer drinker. I've told you on this podcast multiple times, I don't drink very much. I do love a good craft beer. But anyway, I did all the, you know, healthy habits. And that really propelled me starting my business because I was really tired of, you know, people thinking that they had to make these like strict goals and do all these extreme things to get there when really if you don't do extreme things, you're more likely to reach your goal and to have fun doing it and so on and so forth. So yeah, I'm a really big fan of the new year. Um, this is the first year since that year though, that I have not been sick on the new year. I actually was not sick last year. Um, so two years in a row, I haven't been sick all the other times I was sick. (sighs) Oh, So we'll dive that into me being sick a little bit because that's one of my don'ts. Um, it kind of is tied into with how that year was for me. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to start with the do's. Um, I don't think I made my point 100% clear, so I'm going to backtrack really quick. I, the reason why I love the new year is I think it's a really great time to reflect Um, you know, part of what I do in my nutrition coaching program is when I meet with clients, they fill out a check-in form every week or every other week. And we go over their check-in form. We go over what's working well, what's not working well. We hype them up. Um, but then we also talk about, you know, the seriousness of these are the things that need to change and this is how we do it. So that's why I really like the new year because it gives me a time to look at my year you know, focus on what's going well, what did God bless me with this year, you know, it's really easy to go throughout your year and be so stuck in the mundane that you lose sight of all the blessings, and so that's part of the reason why I really like the new year, but then also like there's things that come to me during the year of like, okay, this needs to change, this needs to change, and then once the new year comes around, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost—it feels like a reset for me. It feels like a, okay, like this is a new year. I don't know another way to put it, other than to keep saying it's a new year. So we're gonna dive into it, though. The first do for New Year's resolutions, okay? Write down your stinking goals, okay? So there was a um, Harvard University study, and. It's all about goals. Um, I don't know a ton about the study. I only know the statistics. So 83% of respondents don't have goals. 14% had plans, but not in writing. And only 3% had written goals. So the 14% with a plan are 10 times more likely to achieve their goals. The 3% with written goals are three times more likely than the 14%. Okay, so if you are someone that maybe you don't like having these extreme New Year's resolutions, by no means do you need to do that. If you like where your life is at right now and you feel like things are good, but maybe there's a couple areas that you'd like to improve upon, it can be as simple as that. It does not need, and we're actually going to talk about this more because this is one of my don'ts. It doesn't. I think some people don't goal set because they think it needs to be this big extravagant thing where you need to make $10,000 in a month or you need to lose 30 pounds or you need to run a marathon or do something that seems big. I don't believe you need to do that. Um, One of my goals is to really work on not nagging. I know that's not a behavior based goal. Um, and that's not necessarily something that you can quantify. Right. Um, but I feel very convicted based off of Proverbs. Proverbs talks a lot about not being a leaky faucet and not being a contentious wife. And, um, it can, it's kind of my go-to when I get stressed and overwhelmed Is I just start <coughs> nagging at Sam really badly. So that's one of, just an example of a goal that's very small, but it's something that I want to be actively, you know, aware of and coming back around to and asking myself how I'm doing on that during the year. So don't feel like your goals need to be anything big and extreme. Um, they can be just small things. Um, and another one of our goals is we want to get chickens. So again, that that might not seem like a big thing, but it is something that um, you know is important for me this year. It could be maybe you want to redo your bathroom. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything crazy. Even redoing your bathroom might be crazy. Um, It could be you want to, I don't know, um, learn how to make sourdough bread. Who knows? Okay. Okay, so second thing on dues, we're going to dive into like how to make your goals. And if you have not watched the second podcast episode, um, I believe that's the second one, it's Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about like creating healthy habits. And if you have wellness goals, please go listen to that. It talks about the steps of making wellness goals and how, you know, you need to have a healthy relationship with food. Um, before you work on weight loss or before you work on performance goals and how, if you have terrible gut health, you need to be working on that before you dive in and hormonal health. You need to be working on that before you dive into weight loss. So definitely recommend listening to that. If you do have wellness goals for this year and you haven't yet. Okay. So how to break up your goals. So I like, and I think it's important to have a five-year vision. Okay. And what I mean by five-year vision is I think it's really important to have a general idea of where you're going in life. We'll talk about this later. I have to bring this up right now. Don't be upset with these. Don't go as planned, though. This is something that I've had to learn a lot over the past couple of years. Um, Things are going to happen. Your your vision is not going to go the way you envisioned it because that's just God, right? He's like, you know. My plan my will for your life and so I need to add this in here really quick when you're making your goals, I do think it's incredibly important if you are a Christian that you invite God in to that process. He you should only want God's will to be done in your life and if it's not God's will, it needs to be taken out of your life and you know asking for that discernment from god of helping you to see what the right path is and you know making sure that you're going down that path and generally speaking like you're going to know um god's going to give you confirmations that you're in the right place that he's there with you that he's supporting you and then on the flip side you're going to feel convictions you're going to feel that sense of like you know, anxiousness around what you're doing, if it's not where you're supposed to be, everyone's going to feel a little bit different about the, um, you know, when you're not doing what you're doing, but that's generally how I feel. I get this like stirring of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like slight anxiousness. And then I'm like, something's wrong. And I generally know what it is. Um, and then I know, okay, like this needs to go. So, Um, Yeah, I think having a five-year vision, though, is really helpful. Um, And that's something that if you have a significant other, that you and your significant other need to be on board with this five-year plan. So because if not, if if you don't know where you're going, again, for me, it just brings an extreme amount of anxiety. Like I had to talk with Sam recently, and I was like – because he has a lot – Sam has a lot of big plans. But for me, I don't – I never knew how – the plans added up in our timeline. And so sitting down and talking with him about that and be like, okay, so now I know what I can be working towards right now, because if not, sorry, I'm taking off my jacket. If not, you're like, what are you working towards? Right. I think it's really easy for people to get into the mundane of, you know, working the nine to five, you know, eating dinner, going to bed, And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the mundane. And I think that having daily habits is extremely important and it's not always exciting. What the problem is, is staying stuck in a place that isn't God's will for you, where you're not living out the, you know, dreams that God wants you to. And then, you know, if you're feeling like things need to change and you're not doing it, that's where the problem is. So having this five-year vision And then I think you should have some one-year goals. So what are things you'd like to accomplish in one year? Then you want to take that one-year goal and you want to split it up into nine months, three months, and six, nine months, six months, and three months. The reason why this is so important, so I sat down and I wrote out what my goals for the year were, and I just kind of word vomited everything that I've been you know, mulling over the past week, week and a half, and then when I went to do my three month, six month, nine month, I also looked into my calendar. I just got a day by design planner, and I highly encourage it. They are like eighty dollars, but I'm already like in love with it. Already worth it. But when I, and they have you do three month, six month, nine month, one year, and when I started writing out like looking at my calendar, like I have some CEUs that are due for my personal training cert, I realized that I'm going to do a pre and postnatal certification. And when I realized I started writing down my other career goals, Um, I'm a youth volleyball coach, that's coming up, Um, they'll come up end of summer. Once I started writing all these things down, I realized, like, okay, I'm probably not going to be able to do I'm just going to say, I, I really want to do the farmer's market, um, at some point. And I thought that this year would be the year. And if it happens, that's great. If I feel like I have enough time for it, that's amazing. Um, but I don't know that I will just based off of all the things that I need to get done. Um, and then I have to start training for the Spartan race and a half marathon. And I'm just like, I don't want to overwhelm myself. So that was really helpful for me to break it down and then be realistic with myself Um, Again, I made some ambitious goals this year, so we will see. Um, Okay, so something else is having outcome-based goals and behavior-based goals. So outcome-based goals, this would be something that's not controllable. You can think of outcome goals as more like the vision. So to give an example of this, um, losing 50 pounds is an outcome goal. Like that's the end result. Making $100,000, that's the outcome. Um, Me not nagging, that's a really hard one to make a behavior goal around, but that is an outcome goal. Like that's something I wanna be working on. Um, Doing the farmer's market this summer, that's an outcome. So you have these outcome goals, but here's the thing, outcome goals are, Yes, you can do things to control getting those outcomes, but they you you can't guarantee you're gonna get those outcomes, even if you did everything perfectly, you still cannot guarantee that that outcome happens because that's God. I mean God is you know in charge of everything, so what you want you want to have this vision and these goals of what you would like to accomplish, and same with running a half marathon like you know you can have an outcome goal to run a half marathon, but you need the behaviors okay this is behavior based goals you need the behaviors these are the things that you're doing on a daily basis a weekly basis a monthly basis that help you to get to the outcome okay you want to be focusing your day to day on your behavior based goals so something that i've never liked people to do and i don't recommend it is if you are looking to lose weight do not make a goal i want to lose three pounds every week. Okay. Instead, make your behavior based goals. I want to meal prep every week. I want to get four workouts in. Um, I want to read my Bible in the morning. Someone's probably going to be like, what does that have to do with weight loss? Uh, lowering your stress levels, spending time with God, super important for everything. Um, so my, my point, where was I at? Um, yeah, have behavior-based goals. We're going to move on to the next thing. Um, The next thing is reminders of your goals. And so I have like two ways that I'm personally doing, actually three ways. Okay. No. Yeah. Three ways, but number four, the third way is the next point. So um, this is the, this is the area that I think I've struggled the most. Like I said, this is my third or fourth year, I think fourth year setting, you know, goals for the new year. And I fall short of these next two points drastically. And I think this is where I need to be improving a lot. So having reminders of your goal. So um, I actually made a YouTube video of me doing this process. If you want to watch it, it won't be posted when this is posted, but I'm hoping to have it edited and posted by the end of the week. Um, and the link to the YouTube channel is always in the um, notes below. So a couple ways to do this. This is what I personally do. Create a vision board. Okay. You might be like, um, Kelsey, are we in third grade? And the answer is yes, we are in third grade. So what I like to do is I pull up Pinterest and, um, I make a board on Pinterest that kind of has the things that I'm thinking of. Um, and then from that vision board, I'll say, save, I guess, vision board from the board on Pinterest. I'll save those photos and go into Canva and make a vision board in there. So last year I made it my phone wallpaper. This year I made a phone wallpaper and I made um, it the background on my computer screen. And then I also, probably like, oh my goodness. I also made a, I got a small bulletin board and I wrote my goals on the bulletin board. And then I just put a couple cute pictures up on it because I want to see my goals every day. And the point of the vision board is you make it after you set your goals. And it's supposed to remind you of the goals that you'd like to achieve for the year. Um, I really enjoyed it. I did it last year. I kept it up for probably like eight months, maybe like six months. And then I wanted a different background. Um, But it is really helpful. Um, There is a scripture I can't remember what it is. I read it recently, but um, it was about having a plan um, for your future. That that is something that's really important. Like we should be planning, you know, so I wish I had the scripture written down, but I don't. Um, Another thing that you can do, and this is also a favorite is use, and this is based on your beliefs. Okay. If you are not a Christian, I still think there's a lot that you can get from this podcast. Um, So use Scripture or affirmations that are based on your goals to remind you of your direction. So, just to give an example, um, I'm really working on working harder. So, after being sick for a year, and then last year we moved, and I was still kind of in that rut of like, you know, resting and lis- quote unquote, listening to my body, but I kind of took it too far where I wasn't working as much as I needed to. And I was also just like, um, I was working on creating a lot of like learning new things. So like, you know, learning to scratch cook, sourdough, canning the garden, it was just a lot of new stuff. Um, I learned to make my own cleaning products, my own lotions, like all of these things that are very valuable. But it did take away from me sitting down making content, Stuff of that nature until the end of the year, I started to pick that back up. Um, So one thing, one of the scriptures that I have um, and it's on my computer screen and it's on my like I uh, posted it. it's not post-it note, but I taped it on. Anyway, it says, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. I really like that one. And then the, the scripture that's Ephesians six, eight, and then the scripture that's on my vision board says all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to property. And that is, I'm going to say that one again. It's so good. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. And that's in uh, Proverbs. I don't have um, the number written down because it wouldn't fit on my little vision board. So um, I also put um, I I put one about the leaky faucet. That's the verse that talks about not being a nagging wife. I put that on our fridge. Um, I put some in the bathroom. The bathroom ones might not last very long, but there are some in the bathroom. And the idea is that when you see these scriptures, you, or, or again, you can do affirmations. Um, you read, you want to read them out loud. And when you do that, it's supposed to remind you of what goals you have. And this goes back to in that second podcast episode, the power of our mindset is extremely strong. We have, um, It's 2000 to six, I think it's 2000 to 6,000 thoughts a day, something like that around there. 80% of them are negative and most of them are repetitive. So seeing these reminders throughout your day to shift your mindset to your goals and to positivity is extremely valuable in changing your mindset. And when you change your mindset, you change the way you think, feel, and then you change your actions. So that's the thought of doing that. Um, And I do actually usually recommend that people use, this is something that you don't only need to use during the new year. It's something that I recommend to all of my clients, most majority of my clients. Okay, so the next thing, this is also kind of reminders of your goals, but a little bit different. Um, I would highly encourage setting time monthly and quarterly to review your goals um, and just take into account like, okay what's going well what's not going well what came up that wasn't you know expected um and you need to change your goals i mean that's a really great time to be like okay well this isn't working um maybe it's out of the question for this year or maybe you need to shift it a little bit that's a great time to do that And then number five, um, I would find help and accountability. So I would say my main goal for this year is um, I bought the one-year Bible. So I want to spend time every single day reading the Bible. And then if you follow this plan, you finish the whole Bible within a year. I feel extremely blessed. I reached out to my sister and she wanted to do it with me. And so that's something that's really exciting for me to have that accountability. Um, If you have a wellness goal I would highly, highly, highly encourage finding a coach or a dietitian. I am a coach and a dietitian. And if for those of you that don't know, um, they are basically the same thing. Um, You can have like life coaches. I mean, there's therapists, there's a lot of different things. A dietitian though, um, we specialize in the wellness aspect. So like if you have wellness goals, it's you know your your therapist can help you um find the roadblocks per se um but you'd want to go to the dietitian to help you actually know what to do um and address the health problems you're having where your therapist can't they might be able to give you some things like to help with stress and whatnot but it's not necessarily in their scope to like talk about diet and things like that. Same with me. I can help you find the roadblocks to why you're not achieving your wellness goals, but I can't help you resolve past trauma. What I do might assist in that, but, um, you really need to go see a therapist for that. So yeah, I would definitely encourage finding people to help, um, you in that journey. Okay. So for the don'ts, number one, I'm going to make a lot of people mad with this. I hope you're not upset with what I say right now. But do, please do not do the same thing that you did last year and the year before and the year before that did not work, okay? What I'm mostly referring to here is weight loss, okay? Just because you did keto or Atkins or intermittent fasting or... Um, you know, you went to that boot camp that made you eat 800 calories a day or Octavia, just because you lost weight doing that, if you gained the weight back, it did not work, okay? It did not work. Stop, if you need to do it again, it didn't work. So instead, you want to, this is number two, don't try to change everything at once. Instead, focus on making slow and steady changes. What's so impactful in what I do with my clients is that they learn to make lifelong habits. I'm not concerned with the results they make in a month. Yes, I want them to have generally in a month of me working with someone. People usually come to me, they're bloated, they're fatigued, they have headaches, um, they have joint pain. Um maybe constipation and diarrhea. Um, I get a lot of people with hormonal problems. Um, and a lot of them do want to lose weight. Okay. In a month, I'm not concerned with if they lost weight or not. I am concerned with, are they starting to feel better? Are they starting to change their habits? Do they recognize that they're feeling better and that that's because of these habits that they've made? That's what I'm concerned about in a month. Okay. When you pull that, what they're doing in a month and those results, when you pull that to f- a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 50 years, that is absolutely life-changing because they're working on making habits. And what's important is your consistency. So this is the thing that people also forget. Um, and I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, the past month has been a not great for me. Okay. Um, I drank more than usual. I didn't eat very well. I, 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 my exercise was okay. Um, I wasn't taking my supplements regularly. Um, I, those, those are really the main things. It was really the drinking that got me. Um, what was my point in saying that? Um, sorry guys. Um, Oh, okay, so I had a couple weeks. It was really probably like a week and a half that wasn't great, okay? It's really not a big deal because I've been consistently doing healthy things for myself. I started exercising. It's been almost a decade, so it'll be it'll be 10 years this summer. Okay, I've been exercising for 10 years. I've been eating well um, for about four years, um, and especially the way I do now, it's been about a year, two years of eating extremely well. Um, So having a week and a half, and even if I have a week and a half, four times a year, five times a year, it's not a big deal because I've been consistent for the past 10 years. Okay. Really not that big of a deal. And that's what I'm trying to point out to my clients and to you is that it's not a big deal when you have an off day, Because or an off couple days because we're looking at changing your life, not changing you immediately. So focus on making slow, steady changes. If things aren't happening as fast as you want, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to ramp everything up. You, if you look at things and you're like, okay, no, I'm definitely I have the energy, I have the bandwidth to do more, and I'm not, then yes, ramp it up. Okay we're going, we're going back to the verse, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Okay. If you feel like you need to do more and you're not, then yes, do more. But if you're one of those people, which I fall into this camp, I, I can fall into both camps. I think, feel like we all can, but I can be also someone that's very driven, very organized, very, I'm like a type AB person. And it can be, sometimes I'm literally just doing too much. So Don't think that just because you're not seeing the results that you necessarily need to do more. Okay, no joke. Um, The recording like cut off and I feel very proud of myself because I got the line properly. All right, so we're gonna jump into the next point and hopefully it won't cut off on me again. It cut off on me and I was talking for another 15 minutes. So I hope that this next bit is also good. Okay. So again, just to recap on number two, don't try to change everything at once. Instead, focus on making slow and steady changes. So number three, don't try to fit yourself into someone else's model. So everybody is different. Um, everybody does better under different circumstances. Some people really like strict deadlines. Other people prefer flexibility and there's, um, This model called the four tendencies, which can help you in determining um, how to achieve your goals. Um, So I'm going to go over that really quickly with you all. And you can Google it and there's like a quiz to fill out. Before we get into that, though, I do just want to say that just remember that, you know, personality quizzes, um, the whole type A, B thing, it doesn't... Take into account you as an individual. So it might give you some insight into, you know, yourself, but don't take it with like so much oomph that you know you're holding on to it. And I was just talking with Sam about this recently, that the whole type A B thing, I think has been a de- de- the term- deteriorant. I don't, I'm not, I don't have the right word in my head, but um, when I first started learning about type A, type A, type A, type B, type A B, um, I kind of stopped being as organized. Granted, I got really sick, um, but I think I actually do better being a lot more organized. And yes, I can be flexible, but I think the organization is huge for me. So, um, so the four tendencies again use this to help you, but don't hold on to this so hard. So the first one is the upholder. So they meet inner expectations and outer expectations. So inner expectations is like if you tell yourself you're going to do something, if you set a goal, you are going to do it. Where outer expectations is like, you know, you told a friend that you were going to do something, you're going to do it. Or you want to listen to authority. Um, You don't question things. You just kind of trust what people are saying. The next one is the obliger. So this person... (coughs) this person meets outer expectations but they resist inner expectations so if they tell themselves they're going to do something they struggle a lot where they want to um, have that approval from outer expectations so then you have the rebel they resist both outer expectations and inner expectations so these are people that you know they still i think having a vision and goal setting is good, but it would be a lot more beneficial for them to not set strict deadlines, for them to not tell very many people what they're doing. They're gonna be kind of the um, you know, um work in I don't I'm not I'm not a rebel, so I'm not gonna go into that because I really don't know. And this is not necessarily like my expertise. <coughs> oh sorry. Been talking for so long I'm starting to cough So this is what I am, the questioner. So they resist outer expectations, but meet inner expectations. So resisting outer expectations, what this looks like is um, questioning authority, you know, just questioning people in general. Like if someone wants me to do something, well, why? Um, You know, I can do good for a company, like, you know, when I work somewhere, I you know, can kind of push that aside. But let's say that there's a new law that goes into place. Um, If you follow me on social media, you probably know that I'm very resistant of being told what to do. Um, I just want to know why, like, why does this make sense for me? And, you know, why are they recommending everybody do this? I just want to question everything. Um, But I meet inner expectations. So if I tell myself I'm going to do something, if I make a goal, I really want to get it done. So That is the four tendencies. So that can be something that's really helpful for you um, in just understanding how to be more productive for the way that your mind works. Um, Number four on the don'ts. Don't be upset when things don't go as planned. So 2021, two years ago, December 31st, I started to not feel well, which was really sad because my friends had um, a New Year's Eve party and it looked like so much fun. I was very sad that I couldn't go to it. Anyway, I started to not feel well. I kind of thought I might have COVID, but me and Sam spent the night together and we set all of our goals for the year. And this was the first year that I remember like kind of doing it more intently and um, intensely, intently and intensely, bringing up my goals for the year. Was really excited about it. I had started a new business coaching program. Um, I was doing in a great place financially. I really wanted to grow my business and grow my followings, and I had just all these, you know, big goals for myself. Well, then I get COVID, and I was sick for about five days, pretty badly, and then I just had really, really, really extreme fatigue and brain fog for another two weeks. So sick for about three weeks total, not able to do a whole lot. I finally start to feel better. And I get a concussion, like a bad concussion, and was sick for a majority of the year. And it was extremely challenging at first because I had set all of these goals for myself and I really wanted to achieve them. I'm into this business coaching program where they're helping you to achieve your goals and I'm like barely able to work. And I remember in about March, and then I got really sick. So I remember in about March, I had this breakdown where I just laid I fell to my knees and I was like, Lord, like, I can't do this. Like, I need your help. And I remember like feeling his embrace and he was like, I got you. Everything's going to be okay. So the goals I have for this year, ironically, are a lot of them are similar to what my goals were in 2021 because I still have that vision, but things just haven't went as planned the past two years. And that's okay. Okay right? You know, I've had to learn a lot of focusing on what I I used to say the saying of like, focus on what you can control. And I do still think that that's valid, but on the same token, you need to learn to let go of needing to control things in the first place. Um, you need to cast your anxieties onto the Lord and trust in him and ask that his will for your life be done. So yeah, just don't be upset. You know, if things aren't going as planned, that's where you can take a step back. Um, you know, maybe change your goals. Um, whatever you need to change on them. If you, if you do need to change your own actions, then change those as well. Number five is don't force something that isn't working. So um, this is where you really need to be flexible with yourself and have compassion. But again, you also... You really want to make sure you're looking at, am I the reason why I'm not achieving my goals or is it truly just, you know, um, not obtainable the way I I want it to be right now. So, and again, I'm just going to give the weight loss example because I think that this is the easiest, um, If you have hormonal and gut health challenges and you also want to lose 30 pounds, you can't force that weight to come off. You have to heal your hormones, your gut, you have to heal your metabolism, your nutrient deficiencies, and then your body's going to allow that weight to come off. You could try to force it. Okay, don't get me wrong. You could do something very extreme, but... It's not going to be sustainable in the long run. So I guess this kind of ties into number two, or try to change everything at once. You really want to be slow. And again, just don't force things. Don't be extreme. Take the slow and steady route. Okay. So that's what I have for you guys for this podcast. The first podcast episode of the new year. Woo! Thank you for being um, a part of the faith over food fam. That's cute. I don't know if I've said that. I think I've said that before. Um, I appreciate you being here. If you enjoy these episodes, please leave a five-star rating and review. So just so you know, a five-star rating, that's where you go to the bottom and you can click five stars. A review is where you type in something nice about the podcast and post it. The reason why I ask you for this and uh, every person that does podcasts asks you for this is it really does make a difference in people being able to find the podcast episodes So I appreciate it. All of my links are below if you want to follow me on other social media accounts. And I would love to pray for you over the new year. So I'm going to do that right now. If that's not your thing, then I think you should stay, but you can click off. Okay. So Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for being you. We thank you for all the blessings that you bring into our lives. And we thank you that... In Romans eight twenty eight, we know that you say, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We thank you for working all things good for us. Um, we thank you that you know you can, you, that you've blessed. Each and every one of us with spiritual gifts, so that we can move your kingdom, Lord. I appreciate that you can speak through me, and I pray for the people that are listening that they gain insight that you are wanting to them to hear, and that um, you know I continue to be a steward of you, Lord, and you know honor you in everything that I do. Um, I pray that for you that are listening right now. I pray that by His stripes that you are healed. I pray that um, you know God's will be done in your life and um, I pray that you know the love that God has for you every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, well, I will see you for the next episode. We do have a lot of really exciting um, people coming on, and I'm just so excited for where this podcast takes us, and um, if you need anything from me, if you're interested in coaching, feel free to reach out to me on any social media platform.